The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome in and raise the AFC West banner. This is the Arrowhead Addict Podcast, Chiefs Post Game Show, Victory Edition. My name is Patrick Allen. I think it's safe to say you can raise that banner for the AFC West. The Kansas City Chiefs take care of business after a rough first half for the defense. 31-17 over the Los Angeles Chargers. And what I am calling Redemption Sunday for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to tell you why. In just a second. Now, keep in mind, uh, we're going to have Matt Verderam from Sports Illustrated is going to be joining me in just a few minutes. Um, uh, just a huge, massive win for the Chiefs, one they had to have. It sets them up for playoff success, taking care of business against the Los Angeles Chargers. And the story of this game, again, for me, is going to be redemption. And I'll tell you why in just a minute. Before I do, I got to let you know that DraftKings is running a new promotion that you don't want to miss. New users can place a $5 first bet and instantly claim a $200 bonus bet. You will also be rewarded with a separate no sweat single game parlay every single day when you opt in. All you have to do is sign up and use our code Arrowhead. Using our code Arrowhead not only gets you these great bonuses, but it also directly supports this podcast. It's important. If you've been considering signing up for DraftKings, make sure to use our code Arrowhead to maximize your first bets and parlays. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and physically 21 and older and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly and check out the entire episode description for the full terms to see if you qualify. Let's get into it. Now, why is it Redemption Sunday? Well, this was, I think, a redemption game for a a number of Chiefs who were taking a lot of heat, and rightfully so. I'm not saying maybe that that some of the heat wasn't deserved, but it was redemption for McCole Hardman, who everyone thought was a huge bust for Kansas City. It didn't work out. Thanks. See you later. Good luck in New York. We're going to bring up these young guys. And what happens? McCole Hardman comes back. He comes back, and during the week, people complain. They complain about McCall McCall Hardman. Oh, we gave up a third-string defensive tackle, the draft capital. We don't need him. He sucks. He's not any good. He couldn't get on on the field in New York. And what does McCall Hardman do when he comes back to the Kansas City Chiefs? He has a huge punt return in which he was absolutely electric for 50 yards, setting the Chiefs up, and he has a catch, a key catch, for a first down, a difficult catch late in the game. Uh, McCole Hardman looked right back at home in Kansas City. Yeah, he had one catch for six yards in the punt return, but that's what you want. You could see it, right, when he was on the field, the juice that the guy has, um, sort of like the opposite of when Clyde Edwards-Alaire is on the field, when you're like, why does that guy look like he's running in cement? You see why the Chiefs wanted to get McCole Hardman back in the mix. Great move by Brett Veach, big brain stuff by him. Um, he didn't have to sign him to some big deal. He let the market play out. 
he goes to New York on a one-year deal and, and Brett Veach gets him back for a late round pick that he'll probably get back in compensatory picks or something later on anyway. So redemption Sunday, right? Redemption for McCole Hardman. Redemption for Marquez Valdez Scantling. He's been called the all-cardio team. They said he's running wind sprints out there. Again, I'm not saying the criticism wasn't valid, but he was taking a lot of heat. His yards per route run was terrible. He's not contributing. That's all fair. Those are fair. Those are fair uh, criticisms of, of Marquez Valdez Scantling. But what does he do today? Three receptions, 84 yards, and a tutty. Congratulations to MVS for getting off the Schneid. Absolutely fantastic day for him. So we had some redemption for some guys, and and I think that that's exciting. And it's a, a good reminder that it is a long season, and to not throw dirt on top of these guys' graves so early as Matt Verderam from Sports Illustrated joins us. Uh, Verderam, I was just saying, a little bit of uh, some redemption storylines for some guys in this game. McCole Hardman, Marquez Valdez, Scantling gets off the schneid, starts making some plays for this team. Uh, What do you think think about the return of McCole Hardman? Uh, Look, I mean, he made two game-clinching plays late in the game. Like He wasn't unbelievable statistically. If you look at the game, I mean, he really didn't find his way in the end zone. He what a couple of catches, I think it was one catch for six yards on three targets. Like, you're not overwhelmed by that, but I thought it was very interesting in that spot. It's third down, I think it was about seven. And the Chargers brought an all out blitz, and Mahomes never looked at anybody else. He knew he wanted to go to Hardman on that play. And, and, and Samuel had pretty good coverage, like, he put it up to him and basically said, I trust you to make a play on the ball. And he did. I think that. Shows you something like he doesn't have like Mahomes is one of those guys and Brady was like this and Rogers has been like this. He has to trust you. And if you trust you, he'll go to you. You saw in that moment, he had trust in him. He believed he was going to make the play. And in the end, you know, that play is big. Of course, the, the massive play is the return, the, the 50 yard punt return by Hardman that essentially yeah. set up that whole drive. Anyway, yeah, it really was a, a game that, Hardman contributed to it in a big way. Even though if you look at the stat sheet offensively, you don't see much. Yeah, he absolutely did. And the last player, just to put a bow on this segment, in Redemption Sunday is Drew Tranquil. Drew Tranquil, Chargers don't bring him back, hits free agency, comes to Kansas City. He's been there for four years, was a really good player for them. Nick Bolton goes down, unfortunately, with maybe it looks like might be a broken wrist. We'll find out. Hope he's okay and gets well soon. Drew Tranquil steps up, gets a big sack. So a redemption for him. And shout out to our guy, Angry Drunken German, for the, the super chat. Won my five-leg parlay to bust a seven-week losing streak. First round's on me. Appreciate you, man, uh, as always. You know, Verderam, what do you think? This was kind of a weird game, right? I mean, the Chiefs offense came out looking like we expected to see it all year. And the defense came back and it came out and looked like Bob Sutton was back in charge of it. Oh, let's not. No, no. In the first half. In the first half. That was pretty bad. Uh, but then they totally turned things around. They totally turned things around. What, what do you make of this defensive performance from the Chiefs? Another another game where 17 points is all they gave up. I'm going to be honest. You know, it really, in an odd way, I, I won't say it was the most impressive performance because they've, they've played better in other games. I mean, the Jacksonville, they were, they were dominant, and that's a very good offense. But I was maybe most impressed by it from the standpoint that they were getting lit up in an embarrassing fashion first half of the game. Give up a big touchdown run to play where Justin Reed gets caught out of position. Okay. And then Palmer doesn't score, but Cook gets turned around and the safety gets beat and so on and so on and so on. They came out in the second half of the game and the Chargers had a drive to start after 
what look i am never a guy i'm i don't do the whole officiating thing i was shocked that was not overturned that blake bell fumble yeah same like, they went to commercial i didn't even i'm like oh it's definitely an incomplete pass and then they came back and I'm like, no nope, it's not the chargers got the ball there and rolled downfield and you felt like all right this could be you know tie game now they get the Chiefs get the pick. After that, the Chargers, before that garbage time drive there at the end, they didn't even end up scoring. Three plays, eight yards. Three plays, three yards. Three plays, five yards. I mean, that's about as dominant as it gets. Three and out, three and out, three and out. And I thought it was impressive, too, because in between those stops, so they get the first stop, Chiefs go three and out. They get the second stop, Chiefs get seven plays in, but they get stopped. They have to punt. And then after the third stop, they get the big return and the Chiefs, you know, pull away. But like it wasn't like the lead kept ballooning and the Chiefs were just able to be more aggressive. They had to just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And that to me is the mark of a great defense. Like you're gonna have games where things don't go well right away, and you're gonna have to adjust and you're gonna have to bow up a little bit and, and you know, figure it out. I also thought Amena whose addition was noticeable immediately and throughout the game. I mean, they had five sacks in the game, they could have had 10. They were all over Justin Herbert. In that game, I don't even know. Mena who finished with what? I know he at least had one sack. He had one. He had one. Okay. That that was great defensive football up front by the Chiefs uh, against against a quarterback who look, he's got time. He's gonna really hurt you. Yeah, I'm with you, man. You know, we talked about it earlier in the week, and I I think I said, hey, look, like this is a really this offense has a lot of explosive explosion. They put up a lot of yards. They can yep. score a lot of points. The Chiefs are gonna be tested. It's probably the best offense they'll have faced all year. And that we all needed to remember that the Chiefs weren't going to play, uh, you know, like like the steel curtain all year long. That there were going to be times where they struggled, where a team had a good game plan, where they got beat. And for them to come out in that second half when the Chargers also made adjustments and slowed down the Chiefs' offense, for them to do what they did, and 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 just to put a bow on that, here's the uh, here's the Chargers' second half possessions for you guys: interception, punt, 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 interception. I mean. That's that's how, as you put it, that's how you win championships. Uh, and I agree with you, man. That pass rush in this game, the big thing that stood out to me was that they were getting pressure at times with four. And that was what we were hoping that we would, if Momenahue's the guy we think he is, it's going to be a problem because Chris Jones is a, is a whole deal for that defense. And guys are going to get one-on-ones. And Omenahue had two, two quarterback hits. He defended a pass. They're going to be... They're going to be really good down the stretch. I think. It's a good point. The man who the biggest play of the game he made was that flight to pass. Yep. yep. He was double team, guard center. He stopped, did exactly what you're taught to do. Stopped, he mirrored the quarterback, he saw him cock his arm, and he put his arms up, put his hands up, got a hand on the ball, interception. Look, and then the other guy that I think, look, there's a lot of guys to get to in this game. I mean, it's funny. Like, I don't, you obviously were on a few minutes for me. Do we even talk about Mahomes yet throwing 424 yards? And four, I mean, it was just, yeah. by the way, I, I appreciate Brendan Staley that it took them about three quarters to go, you know, Travis Kelsey, he's not bad. We might want to, we might want to cover him at some point. I mean, just unbelievable. <laughs> like, imagine being on the other side of that game and you're just sitting there going, are we, are we ever going to cover him <laughs> at any point? I mean, do they know he exists? Yeah. And 179 yards, whatever he ended up having. But the guy I was going to mention was Rasheed Rice is becoming a really good player. Like not for a rookie, just a really good player. He's now on pace even after two really slow games to start the year, it's on pace for 740 yards. For a rookie in the Chiefs offense, that's really it's more than Tyreek Hill had as a rookie. And I'm not saying he's going to be Tyreek Hill. I'm just saying, like to put it in perspective, Rasheed Rice is playing really, really good ball. I also think 
MVS, like he needed a, a kind of game like that. Get going. Get out of the doldrums a little bit. Now all of a sudden you look at this and go, all right, if MVS can be a complimentary player along with Hardman, you got Kelsey. If Rice steps up and becomes a legitimate number one guy, you don't have that many problems anymore. Like you fixed a lot of it. Now look, the Chargers are a grease fire defensively. Okay. Yeah. So let's also factor that in. But the Chiefs in that game, for the most part, were able to throw at will. Uh, you know, again, Mahomes had you know, 424, four touchdowns, 10.1 yards per attempt. And uh, all told, the Chiefs finished with 483 yards of offense. Not not bad. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I'm very excited about Rasheed Rice. His stat line, five receptions, 60 yards, and a tutty on six targets. That looks a lot like your run-of-the-mill Juju Smith-Schuster stat line from last year. And that's exactly what the Chiefs needed. On the fl- and yep. and if he and I think obviously the, the comfort level is there. They're going to continue giving him. I, I I'll be interested to see the snap count. He's he's going to be a lot better than Juju Smith. Like there was a play in the fourth quarter. They ran like a little tunnel screen to Rice, and some safety came up to hit him, and Rice hit him into next month. Like he yeah. just ran him over like it wasn't even on the field. Yeah, that kid has an explosiveness. The one catch he had early in the game, the thirty-eight yarder. I thought he was gone. He caught the ball and accelerated, and I was like, this guy's going to run ninety yards. Yeah, like that is a game changer for this team. A guy who's not just a deep ball threat over the top, but a guy who like get the ball and then he can make a play. He can go get some yardage. Uh big, powerful, physical kid. And he he made it he made it look easy, honestly, quite a bit tonight. Yeah. And I we've we've been talking about this and the Chiefs have talked about it in their press conferences. We're trying to figure some things out. We're trying to figure out how guys work together as as the lovely Maisie joins us. Hi Maisie. Hi. Did you have fun at Arrowhead? With the Chiefs game? When you yeah. Went? Yeah. Yeah. Did the Chiefs win that night? Yep, and they won tonight. Another win. Beat the Chargers. Can I have a little candy? You cannot have a candy. Yes, you <laughs> All right, you. Get out of here. No. All right, you. It's rough. It's rough. I think you should give her more candy, but it's not my call. Um, if she stays in her bed at night, she will get more candy. But I'm telling you, she's we, back there. She's behind you, looking at the. Yeah, I know. She's looking at it. We. I. I know. I know. But <laughs> we. We. We have a strike. We've struck a deal that she's got to stay in bed and sleep through the night and not keep waking up her mom and dad. And if she does that, she gets candy. And if she doesn't do that, I eat all the candy. Ah, uh, smart. So smart. it's a, it's a it's a bet at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's win win for you. Yeah, you have lemon heads. We know. But yeah. <laughs> in any event, yeah. Listen, I. I mean, really, the only the only negative potentially to come out of that game that looks like it's going to be more potentially was was Bolton. Right. And his wrist. Here's the good news on that. It's not going to be the whole year, even if he broke his wrist. And I got to tell you, like, there's a guy, I mean, in Tranquil, who, how many teams have a guy like that who can just come in and, 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 and be a replacement? I mean, my God, that guy's going to come in and play 90% of the snaps. And you're, I don't want to say you're not going to feel Bolton's a great player, but Tranquil is a really good starter. It's not like he's even good for a backup. He's a really good player. Yeah. So they have a lot of uh, insurance there for sure. Yeah, and they've got they've got Chanel as well, who's been solid for them. Um, yeah, back just just to touch on Rice again, really quickly. I think he settles in now. Is is uh, in every not every down, but most of your down 
route guy. We'll, again, we'll see the snap counts uh, when they come out. Sky Moore. I hate to go negative so early in the podcast of a victory party, but we got to touch on it. I don't know how many snaps he got in this one. Three targets, two catches, 15 yards. Kadarius Tony, one one target, one reception for for 13 yards. Is this is this it? Like for the receiving group, is it we're going to start to see those guys kind of be a little bit more rotational, and we're going to see you know MVS and Rasheed Rice. I mean, they even had. Um, Ross out there got a penalty, no catches. I think that to be fair to Sky Moore today, and I've been as critical as him on or about him as anybody. I thought he actually did okay. Like he he had that one where he had the guy beat deep, and Mahomes just missed him. And like it's fine. I mean, Mahomes is a great game. What are you going to do? But I'm not advocating for more snaps for for Sky Moore. But I'm saying that I thought in this game at least he was visible. Where a lot of times you're like even on the field. That being said. I really think it's getting pretty obvious at this point. Like, look, man, play Rice, a lion's share of the snaps. Play MVS. I know he's been off to a really slow start here. That guy is a veteran. He knows how to play. Like, put him out there. And then after that, I think you rotate him. Is it Justin Watson when he comes back? Chiefs fans, I know a lot of them can't stand. Look, the guy, the guy produces, and, and Mahomes loves him. So him, Hardman, Tony, I'd rotate those guys. But, like, for me, my one non-starter – if anybody wants to argue with it, Rice has to be out there for like 80% of the snaps. That kid yeah. can just flat out play. That kid, he can win a, a ball up high. He can he can make a big play on, on a quick game type throw. He he runs different routes. I mean, how many times have you seen him catch a ball on a slant, catch a ball down the field, catch a ball on a screen, catch a ball on a quick little stop? I mean, it, he's doing it in a lot of ways. I yeah. think you need to be feeding him and then figure it out around him. But I do think MVS should be the second receiver. I was thinking the same thing during the game, man. I was like, this guy, he's everywhere. Like they're they're using him all over the place. He's he's really multiple. And I think it really should be pointed out too. It's hard as a rookie wide receiver, no matter how good you are, to make a really big impact. Even the top drafted guys, most of them are kind of eh, they're okay. They're good for a rookie. They're good for a rookie, but they're not crazy. To, to see what Rasheed Rice is doing right now, considering where he played, that should that should have you really jacked up if you're a Chiefs fan about, well, boy, what if this guy gets better? What if he develops that rapport with Mahomes? Like, is this what we've been waiting for since Tyree Kill left? And it may well be. By the way, it's just like a does like Hardman feel like he got paroled? I mean, 31 <laughs> yeah, points and on the field. And um, by the way, Mike Clay just tweeted out the snap counts and MVS had the most, and then Sky Moore had 39 and Rice at 38. That's consistent with what we've seen in the last couple of games, which has been about those two getting about the same. That that remains something that makes me physically ill. Look, I think right now, if you are the Chiefs, a couple things are true just in general about this team. One is we've talked throughout the course of the year. If their biggest problem is Mahomes. And it's their passing offense. Like at some juncture, that's getting fixed. Well, today might have been some juncture. Okay. That's number one. Number two, and frankly, I, I think most importantly, this team defensively is so good that if they just score 23 a game, most they're winning. Like I'm not seeing every game, like when they play the Dolphins in Philly, maybe they got to score 30. But most weeks, if they crack 20, they're winning the game. They just are. And I, and I think it's got to be set. Like, look, realistically, you could sit there and go, man, the first half of this game, they were br- second half of the game, Chargers can do anything. The second half of that game, they had one drive, they got picked off, and that was it. I mean, the Chargers, three and out, three and out, three and out, and then a garbage time drive, they ended up getting picked off anyway. Like, the Chiefs' defense 
is just stifling teams. I mean, think about how many you know, early on, you're like, wow, it's a lot of big plays, a lot of big plays. The Chargers ended up not even cracking six yards per play in that game. Kansas City was at seven and a half. So uh, the last, and then the third thing I have to say, this division is over. You might as well print the banner up now. Okay. Yeah. The Raiders just got boat raced by Tyson Badgent in Chicago. The Chargers are three and a half back, and Denver is part of the whack at this point. Like, the, you could just start printing her up. They're, the, the Chiefs now are three up on the Raiders, three and a half up on the Chargers, and four up on Denver with 10 to play. They've beaten two of them. Good night. This yeah. season now transitions to can you get the one seed? And it didn't hurt that the Bills decided to go to New England and turn Mac Jones into Brett Favre. So Chiefs have to feel very, very good. And, of course, big game tonight in that regard with the Eagles and the Dolphins. Yeah, I think you're you're going to be rooting pretty hard for the Eagles tonight if you're a Chiefs fan. Uh, you know, it's always fun to root for Jason Kelsey as long as it's not against the Chiefs. That's that's a game you want to see the Dolphins lose. It won't be devastating to the Dolphins. It'll really come down to that Chiefs-Dolphins game a little bit later. But it'll really help the Chiefs. And you're right, AFC West is is over. Wrap it. No, it's done. It's done. It's, it's done. I mean, it, uh, the, the fact that the Raiders are in second place, <laughs> three and four, and they're, they're not good. Well, they're not and- good. Also, look, by the way, uh, Andy Reid's saying that uh, Nick Bolton dislocated wrist. So uh, hopefully not broken. And if that's the case, still not great. But like hell of a lot better if you, if you snapped it. Yeah. Look, the one thing about this Dolphins game tonight that really matters, if the Dolphins lose tonight and the Chiefs go in to handle business against Denver, and let's say that the Dolphins handle business against New England, the Chiefs will have a shot in that game. If they win in Germany, they're two up with a breaker. It's over. I mean, I, I you can make a real argument that the, the Chiefs, Maybe only lose two more games the entire year. I, I think for Kansas City, you're in a spot now. You're sitting six and one, six game winning streak, one of the best defenses in the NFL. You're sitting at this thing going, look, beat Denver. And if Miami loses that game tonight, you beat Miami, you might be home free in the AFC. I don't know. I, I know Baltimore's five and two. I get it. Baltimore already has two conference losses. The Chiefs have none, and the Chiefs are a game up on them. And Baltimore has a hard schedule going forward. Okay. Baltimore's still got to play. All those teams in that division, they still got to play the Niners. They still got to play Miami. They still got to play Jacksonville. I mean, they, they're going to lose some games. The Chiefs, on the other hand, at this point, the only games you look at and go, they're definitely hard games. Miami, Philly, Buffalo. And I don't even know how hard the Buffalo game is, quite honestly, at this point. Cincinnati might be hard, might be might be nothing. It, it depends. Right. I don't know where you stand on that game. Of course, it's so much later in the year, week 17. But, man, the Chiefs are at a juncture right now. You are 6-1. and one. You have 10 games left. And five of your games remaining are Denver, the Raiders twice, the Packers, and the Patriots. You're feeling pretty good about where you are. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and I think this is a good litmus test game for Miami, too. It's a big game. It's in prime time. The Eagles are a a veteran in that regard. And I will say, though, the rest of Miami's schedule, they got New England, Vegas, the Jets, Washington, Tennessee, Yep. The Jets again, they do have to play Dallas, then Baltimore, then Buffalo. So that last stretch could be tough for them or it could not be. <laughs> they're really explosive. They're they're a hard team to beat, but we'll see if teams figure them out. we got a long way to go. But back to our team, the Chiefs. Who else stood out for you in this game on, uh, on offense or defense? I mean, a lot of guys on offense. Offensively, they were perfect. I mean, other than a few penalties, my God, what else could you ask for? I will say this, Mike. Can we please stop Clyde Edwards-Alaire just forever? the rest of my life. I mean, did you have pictures of Andy or something? Like, what is happening? Why'd they put him in to catch that 
that screen pass when they were on like the one yard line. For the love of God, Pajark McKinnon didn't do that. <laughs> okay. Like just and like not only does he drop the ball right and he falls over. I mean, that's one of those things. If that ball is backwards, yeah. like that's a touchdown for the Chargers. But in yeah. any event, look, what I'm not going to get bogged down by that. Shout out to the Chiefs tackles in this game, who basically turned Bosa and Mack into hood ornaments. That's a team that has been toward the top of the league in pressure and sacks and all the rest of it. They did nothing. They did absolutely nothing in that game in terms of getting pressure. Where they have one sack, I believe. If one I'm sack, four QB one hits. Sack. They did nothing in that game. Kenneth Murray had a sack on a blitz. Okay. Uh, Khalil Mack had one quarterback hit. So did Bosa. And you look at the game. I mean, by the way, if Fox came, Morgan Fox, who had five sacks coming into the day, uh, he didn't make the stat sheet in the game. Okay. The Chiefs were dominant, dominant up front in the pass blocking scheme. Weren't great in the in the run game, but in the pass blocking, how many times did Mahomes just drop back and stand there? I mean, it all day to throw the ball, and, and that usually leads to a big day, and it certainly did. And then defensively, to answer the question quick, I said earlier, Menahu to me was, how could you not notice him? He had multiple pressures. He had a sack. He tipped up a ball that got picked off. I mean, they were, they were everywhere. And by the way, Mike Edwards wasn't like he did a ton. Every time that guy's involved in a play, something good happens. Every time. He was about that close, and people can't see this and are listening to it. He was about six inches away from picking off that ball that he broke up and going the distance with it. He's been an excellent find for them this year. We got a few super chats to get to appreciate your support when you all do that out there. And if you're watching on YouTube and you you, you want to support us another way, hit that like button. Let's get more Chiefs fans or, or any fans in here and talk ball with us. Uh, Edric says, uh, can we talk about the goosebumps after McColl's punt return? As Jim Nance mentioned, Dante, after uh, after we all saw the highlights of that era and his returns all week, just another pinch me moment. I think this is where, and I thought Washington was doing a really nice job for, for them, but well, he's not McCole Hartman when it comes to, to speed and agility and the experience doing that. You know, last year they were trying to get McCole Hartman in the lineup to catch balls. This year, they don't need to force him into the lineup if Rasheed Rice is doing his thing and MVS is doing his thing and they got other guys. What I mean, do you think he could potentially, like, I, I don't want to get, I, I, don't, I know I'm getting way ahead of myself here, but like, if he's your regular punt returner for the Chiefs with the way this defense is playing, he could possibly go back to the Pro Bowl. He's that good at returning punts. Well, got off to a pretty late start. So I don't, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. But look, the one thing about him is there's always a potential that he could break one. I mean, he is a very explosive returner. Like he, as a receiver, is kind of a guy. As a returner, he's a very good returner. And the one thing I love with Hardman, for the most part, does not fumble the ball. Like, I don't have a ton of fear that, oh, God, is the ball going to go right through his hands? Not saying it can't happen, whatever, but like that, that does not happen very often. Look, I think the bottom line is with Hardman, you add a guy back into the building. I, like, when the trade happened, I talked about it on my, on my Twitter spaces with the super followers. Like, look, I don't think adding Hardman is some game changer. Like, oh, now, now everything's fixed on, at, at receiver. I do think you add a guy who has familiarity with this game. Who, who Mahomes has familiarity with, who's been part of winning two Super Bowls with that team, and a guy who, in the return game, gives you something. He can give you something in the Jet Sweet game. Like, he's not great, but he's an upgrade. And you don't, I mean, look, you're going to snub your nose in an upgrade if you're the Chiefs. By the way, Nick Wright points out now, uh, Patrick Mahomes leads the NFL in touchdown passes. So after all of this with this team, he's he's probably right now, depending on what happens with two and nine, he's probably MVP of the league. Not bad. We'll take it. Um, Wiley Possum, thank you for the super chat. Uh, welcome back, Hardman. Made plays when it mattered. Absolutely. Rhett 
uh, Frigo, appreciate you. Great win. Wide receivers need to be better in man defense. Uh, I'd rather Pat throw an incompletion than CEH get a carry. He's good for two, uh, minus two to two yards per touch. Do you agree with that, Bertram? He's uh, <laughs> why they continue to do this with him. I have no idea. I have no. I was I was damn near ready to lose my mind. That one drive they started where they ran the ball. No, it was the drive that he dropped that pass. Yeah. They throw the ball to him, and then they ran the ball. And to be fair, he actually had a nice run. He gained like six, seven yards. I'm thinking to myself, here you are. You're backed up at the two, and you're like, you know what? This is a good time to get Clyde some touches. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yeah. Why? What do you do? It's just the kind of stuff that you're like, that could cost you. But I got to be fair. They've done that crap. For years on end, and they just keep winning Super Bowls. I mean, I'll never forget because it's the play that to this day I wake up in a cold sweat over. That play in the 13 seconds game where Blake Bell ran the option, that is the worst call known to mankind. Yeah, And it, it came in maybe the defining win outside of the Super Bowls of this team's whole legacy. Like, they do stuff that you just go, what are you doing? Why? But like, I, you know, I'm not surprised he dropped it. And with the Chiefs the way they are, I wouldn't have been surprised if he caught it and ran 98 yards for a touchdown. Like It's just it's who they are. I don't get it. Drives me crazy. But uh, thankfully, it didn't hurt him. Jeremy Cochran, our guy, appreciate the super chat, <laughs> put in 499 just to say, can we please stop CEH, please, for the love of God? It has to be stopped. Somebody, yeah. anybody. Uh, and then Daniel uh, with the super chat. Wasn't this another offseason the Chargers were supposed to take the division? Somebody forgot to tell the Chargers. I did see – I don't think it was as bad as in previous years, but I did see one article on ESPN, a long form, about how this could be the year the Chargers stopped chargering. And they, they asked them about it, and they it's were like, yeah, we charger. We're not going to do – it's just every year. It's they, the they just stink, man. I, I, you know what? I'm not even going to give great analysis. They just stink. Like You watch these games, and I, and I said it earlier, and it's, it's the perfect, perfect, perfect analogy to me, or example, I should say, to why they stink. You play the Chiefs every single year, twice a year. Travis Kelsey has been on the team for essentially the, since the dawn of time at this juncture. And Bre- Brendan Staley just apparently doesn't know he exists. Like, they went into that game from the first drive on. How many yards did he have in the first half? It was, what, a buck 24, something like that? What? I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. Last year, when the Chiefs had no receivers left because they were all hurt, they played in that game on Sunday night at SoFi. Kelsey had three catches, or three touchdown catches. Had a huge night. You go into this game, you know the receivers have struggled. They don't love to run the ball. Like, here it comes. And the Chargers decided to play middle field open defense. Hey, man, hope it works out with Kenny Kenneth Murray and Eric Kendrickson underneath coverage. Good luck. <laughs> I, I mean, that's like if the Chiefs. Put Willie Gay on Keenan Allen all night and just went, I, I don't know. I hope it works. I don't know. I mean, it's amazing how many game plans you'd have to go through before you said to yourself, if you're Brendan Stale, you know what? Th- this is the one. The one where Kelsey's going to go for 200. Let's do this. <laughs> right. It, it's just incredible. And then, by the way, late in the game, they're down by a touch. They kept getting the ball back. And Kellen Moore, who's supposed to be this guy who's like, he's this great offensive mind. How's that going? They scored 24 in the Raiders who can't stop anybody. And it was a beneficiary of a million turnovers and sacks in that game. They scored 17 on the Cowboys, seven of which came on the first drive of the game, which was 40 yards. And another seven came on a muff punt inside the 30-yard line. 
And then today, 17 in the first half, and then the Chiefs looked like the 85 Bears for the last quarter and a half of the game. Like, I just look at the Chargers and go, you can talk about the quarterback. You can talk about some of the ancillary talent. They stink. They stink every year. And now they're two and four, and it's a long damn climb to making the playoffs. Maybe they find some way to do it. I don't think they will. And as far as the AFC West is concerned, good night. As long as the Chiefs don't have some horrific injuries, you can just chalk it up, write it down, and fly the banner. It's over. Uh, shout out to our guy, uh, one of our members, Sloth Style, who's been a member for uh, over a year. Uh, the Chargers should be forced to change their name because they bring shame uh, to a cool ass car. Agree with you there, Slothy. Um, and I'll tell you, man, like it's not going to get any easier for them. And they they do have a game coming up against Chicago on Sunday Night Football. Or Would you really should- be shocked if they lost that game? I wouldn't be. I would. There's like, not they a game. should win by 20 points. I, yeah. Would you really be shocked if Chicago no. went in there and just found some way to beat them? There's not a game that the Chargers could lose no. that I would be like, oh, I can't believe they lost it's that game. Incredible. They, they can lose any any game. Um, and uh, yeah, but they should. I don't know. Are they able to flex yet? Can they get that one the hell out of Sunday Night Football? They can flex, but they would have already done it. So you're looking at uh, Bears Chargers all day and half the that's, night. That's brutal. That's brutal, especially after. Well, at least we get a good game tonight. Now, they got the Bears, and then they go to New York. And that one is on Monday night football. That can't be flexed out either. So sorry, America. Uh, you're gonna get you're gonna get those ones. Um, then they got Detroit. Then they got Green Bay. They play Baltimore again. They play Buffalo. They gotta play the Chiefs again. I mean, the Chiefs, you're sitting here at six and one. Right now, the as we record this, the best record in the NFL. No team has more than five wins, except the Kansas City Chiefs. That won't be the case uh after tonight, but Correct. The Chiefs still get to play the Raiders twice. Yeah, let's not care of business that. that. That's a Christmas gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play on Christmas Day. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, Andy Reid at the podium says uh, Taylor Swift can continue to st- come by the stadium as much as she'd like because Travis Kelsey is just getting better and better. And your point about the Chargers. Yep. It really is like you know, nobody's going to fault you for not being able to stop Travis Kelsey, right? Like he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to get his. You just try to do your best to slow him down. Right. Much in the way that the Chiefs were able to slow down Keenan Allen tonight and not let him take over the game. Yes. But if, if you're the if you're the ownership of the Chargers, I mean, as you mentioned, time after time, he always eats these guys alive. Always, 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 always. How can you not have a better plan to slow him down, keep him to you know 80 yards? Right. And, and that's where you just like I'm not saying Staley's got to do something where, where Kelsey has three catches for 20 yards, but like, man. He's not only torching them on a day like that, he's wide open. Like, wide open. Most of those throws are hilariously open. He'd catch the ball, turn, and then just start running. And you're like, all right, I mean, I guess they don't care. He's going gonna to go for it again. It's really to a point where you look at them, and, and, and the Chargers, that is, and just go, there's no plan here. I'm sorry. There is no plan to this. Sometimes you, listen, sometimes you have a good plan and great players just beat you. And that happens. And you know what? You just live that. Sometimes some guy makes five unbelievable catches or maybe Mahomes makes some great throws. Hey, okay. It was so easy for the Chiefs in this game to just go down the field like nothing. And look, you know what? If MVS goes off and torches you, you'll live with it if you stop Kelsey. If, if, if Pacheco is 150 yards on the ground because you were, you were trying to stop Kelsey, it's not great. For the Chargers, but you live with it. To get beat in the most obvious way over and over and over, and then just never adjust. Like, just be like, that's fine. We'll just let him kill us. I mean, I'm pretty sure he had 124 yards in the first half. Pretty sure. He finished the game with what, 172, I think was the final tally? Yeah, I think it's 179. 
179. So if I'm right with the 124, and somebody can fact check me if I'm wrong with it, you look at him in the second half and go, man, only 55 yards. 55 yards! Like, for most games, it's a huge number. And, like, it's the Chargers are like, just thank God we limited him to 55 yards there in the second half. I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. How bad of a coach do you have to be to just do that over and over? But they, do, they do it every year. He just kills them. It's incredible. And especially coming into this game, the Chiefs were struggling to get anybody else other than Travis Kelsey going in the receiving game. I would have right. a, I'd have four guys on him. Bro, beat me any other way. Right. Like any other way. Yeah. I would have, you know, remember you were at the game. We, you and I have talked about this. I know you remember this. The 2010, the opener, and they played the Chargers at Arrowhead. Cluster had that big return, the punt return. Yeah. It was during the dark ages, but it was a nice night. And the last play of that game, the Chargers were, it was like fourth and goal, like the five or something. Yeah. The Chiefs put three guys on Antonio Gates yeah. like they were punt gunners. They I mean, like it was ridiculous. It was it literally was a picket fence, and they were like, "You're not beating us. Anybody else, one on one, go for it." Yeah. How the Chargers sat in soft zone and just said, "I don't know, beat us, fine, <laughs> whatever you want to do." I mean, it's it's such malpractice. But we've seen this. This is now the third year. Like it's not going to change. It's not going. Like God knows. And they, now they don't play him against the week eighteen at SoFi, okay, which is basically another home game. I don't know that Chiefs going to need that game, so they may just not even play. If the Chiefs need that game. Mark it down right now. Lock it in. He's going for another buck fifty. Like they just won't cover him. Yeah. It's and by the way, lastly, I know I'm talking here. Kelsey, so 179 yards. That puts him, I can do the quick math. That puts him at 525 yards on the year. He missed a game. He's at 525. So even factoring in that he missed it. So let's just say 525 over seven. Okay. He's averaging 75 yards a game, which means for the season. He's on pace for 1275, even though he missed a game and barely played in the second one. 1275. The man ages like the finest wine you've ever met in your life. I hope he and Taylor Swift have the love story of a lifetime. Chiefs six and one. The only thing I could think of is that the Chargers thought they were going to get pressure with four. And they thought that they were they had an advantage on the offensive line. It's the only way. It's the only way that works is if you're getting home right away. And it doesn't. You don't have time for Kelsey to go find the soft spots in the zone. I don't know how they didn't figure it out after the first quarter. They weren't like, you know what, this isn't working. That almost looked like, and you might be well right, but to me, that's even more the point. Like, then why wouldn't you get up on him and be like, hey, we're not going to give up an easy completion here. Like, we're no, just the easiest. Like, we're the linebackers for the Chargers can't cover anybody. Anybody, Murray can't cover. Kendricks can't cover. The Chargers in this game, the first two and a half quarters were like, we're going to play two deep. We're going to split our safeties. We're going to have them split wide, leaving the middle of the field wide open. And we're going to hope that our two linebackers who couldn't cover me in space are like, hey, listen, you handle Travis Kelsey. You let us know how things play out. It's just, it's, it's, it's impossibly bad coach. It's like when all those years of Bob Sutton where we would sit there and be like, you're in the same coverage every damn down, Bob. At some point, like Tom, he's going to figure it out, and they just keep doing it. And you're like, how? It's like how they had like what was it, Justin Houston on Antonio Brown in the playoff game? Yeah. You just sit there and go, how is this possible that you're an NFL coach and you're doing this? The Chargers are Bob Sutton. It's just every week, it's some other ridiculous thing, which is why I would not be shocked at all if the Bears go in there and beat them. Would would not be remotely surprised they go in there and beat. Them. I don't think they will, but they could. Another play that they had that I actually called what was going to happen. The Chiefs ended up punting on this drive, but do you remember the big run that Mahomes had 
when they had the third and long and yeah, third, ran yeah. when they, they dropped everybody they dropped. 20 yards off the line. <laughs> they were all standing back. And I said to them, before they snapped the ball, I said, I turned to my wife and I said, Mahomes needs to run this for a first down. He's going to have grass for days. Drops back. He runs it for his first down. And she says, my wife said, how did you know that that was going to happen? I was like, watch the replay. I said, look at the Chargers. And they're all just lined back up there like they're waiting for a firing squad. <laughs> and then it was just, I don't know why teams keep doing that. Like, what's, what's the best part about that? Because to your point, I didn't think about the running so much, but I was on the phone with my dad. I said, the second I saw them in the defense, they went, I'm like, this this is heaven sent for, for a conversion. Like, <laughs> They're going to have all day because they're telling the offensive line we're not any and no threat of, of, of any kind of extra pressure. So you know what's coming. And you know with Mahomes, he's going to get some, some time in the pocket. He'll scramble out if he needs it. And then to your point, the second he took off, I was like, oh, he's going to pick this up because there's nobody there. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like they thought they were playing Phillip Rivers, just stone feet, right? It's, <laughs> but again, it goes to coaching. It goes yeah. to coaching. It's just the dumbest possible way to play a football game. And that's now why they're two and four. And you're sitting there looking at the Chargers going, I don't know where this thing's headed, man. I mean, yes, they do have the Bears next week. After that, they're at the Jets. They could definitely lose that game. Then they're home to the Lions. They could definitely lose that game. At Green Bay, they should win. The Ravens could lose that Sunday night game. At New England, I got to tell you, you look at New England thing, well, they stink and they do stink. It's Bill Belichick and Brendan Stanley. I mean, by the way, real quick, what do you what do you think? Uh, not to take a left turn here, Bills with uh, a ridiculous loss for the second time this year, now four and three. You think like they're just like scuffling? They're going to come out of this, or this is just who they are, and they're going like nine and eight, ten and seven this year? I think, I think they'll come out of it because I I just think they've got to, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen are are so good, but I I do think though that this is who they are, and I think I think our guy Nick Wright has had called it a while ago. That Josh Allen is magic. He calls him Magic Mountain. He's up and down. He's up and down. And and I just think I do think that that's who he is. And I think that 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 one season where he was just really consistently fantastic all year long was a little bit of an outlier. Remember, like he was a guy who who struggled mightily early on in his career, and then he sort of he found his groove and has been a really great story. Um, but I think that they're they're just they're talented enough that they're going to win enough games that I think they'll have a respectable you know record. But like, is the is the one seed in play for them? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to go on no, some kind of crazy run. I don't think their team's good enough, and I think their quarterback is too inconsistent for them to for them to do it. I listen. I kind of think this is who they are. Like, I think they'll make the playoffs. I'm not saying I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll go like ten and seven. But their their schedule. I don't know if you've looked at this. Their schedule is impossible. They play to so four and three. They got the Thursday night to play the Bucks at home. You think they'd win, but God only knows. They play the Dolphins on the road, the Eagles on the road, Chiefs on the road, Bengals on the road. They have to play. Uh, oh, there's another game. They play Dallas at home. Um, like they, they could easily be ten and seven and sitting there going, uh, I don't, maybe you're a seven seed, you're a six seed. Now look, nobody's lining up to play that team in January, but. I kind of look at the Bills this year. Now, part of this, to be fair to them, is injuries on the defensive side, too. So, factor that in. Other than Stephon Diggs, who the hell scares you on that team? Who's the guy? Like, Gabe Davis, listen, man, I respect him. He's kind of a guy. Like, he's not a bad player, but he's very inconsistent. He doesn't really – Yeah, like, I mean, 
you know, I've always liked Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox has been a hood ornament this year. I mean, he has done nothing. You look at Dawson Knox this season. Today, by the way, Dawson Knox had one catch of 10 yards. For the year, he has 102 receiving yards. They drafted Dalton Kincaid, who had a great day today. Eight catches, 75 yards on eight targets. For the year, is a buck, buck 93. No touchdowns. I mean, Gabe Davis today, one catch, six yards. On the year, he has 347 yards. I, I don't know. Like, what am I, you know, they ran for 3.4 yards today. Uh, it's just like you look at them. Allen had another pick. You know, I, you just look at them and you're like, I don't know, man. I mean, that defense before all the injuries was really good, but now you're down White. You're down Daquan Jones. You're down Milano. I just think they're, they're like, they're dangerous, but they're just kind of there. I don't, I don't look at them as a team that can win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And if the season ended right this moment, they're the seven seed. They're the seven seed, and the Bengals yep. are outside looking in. Now they're on a bye week, of course, of but course. they're they're then they they're play the Niners and the Bills, right? Yeah, it, it, it's 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 wild. Um, one last thing, I just wanted to put say one more thing about those those deep coverages that the Chiefs see sometimes that allow Mahomes to run. I yes. noticed this tonight, and I noticed it the last time it happened. Uh, it was Kelsey when you you talked about coaching and why that's that's just bad coaching. On the flip side of that, the good side, those receivers, if you watch them when those plays happen, the second they see Mahomes start to run, they turn around and sprint to the end zone. Yeah, they block, but they also, like if there's a guy by the sticks, so the last time it happened, Mahomes ran to like right where Kelsey was standing when he took off, and Kelsey looked over his shoulder and so, just saw Mahomes just start to move forward, and Kelsey turned around and ran upfield, took his man away. By the time the guys figure out that Mahomes is taken off, they're already too far upfield. And I saw that happen again. Same thing. Mahomes ran to a spot, and whoever the receiver was over there by the pylon turned and ran upfield when he saw Mahomes coming, and his and his defender went with him. That's good coaching on the Chiefs, and that's why. And those are the little things that they don't, you know, they don't show up in the stat sheet. But IQ plays like that that well-coached teams make, that's what makes you into a championship team. At some point, I don't know that SI would love this as my allocation of time. I have to look up every third down scramble that Mahomes has ever had in his career and see what the percentage is that he picks up first there. It, it genuinely, seriously, has got to be over 80%. Every time that guy takes off on third down, I don't care if it's third and 20, I'm like, he's probably picking this up. I mean, it, it's uncanny. He's not like the best scrambler in the league, like, I mean, but he's got to be the most efficient or clutch, whatever you want to say. I mean, it feels like every time he takes off, every time on a third, it's first down, he's got it, not a problem. Uh, by the way, I just did the numbers. He's on pace for 4,900 passing yards and 36 touchdowns. It's pretty good. That yeah. can get it done. Yeah, not bad. And he's been meh for him this year at times. For him, he's so, been downright bad in a handful yeah, of these games. Yeah. And he's just, yeah, just no problem. It's fine. No, don't worry about it. Um, and to the point of him running, he had, he ran, so he ran four times for 29 yards today. On the season, he's up over 200 yards. He's on pace for over 500 yards rushing. They win. He wins. Yeah. He's a great player. And they find ways to win because of him and because of some other guys too. But I mean, he is, he is driving them. Uh, he's driving the bus, and they are now six and one in a division that is over uh, before we even get to Halloween. So that's where we stand with the Chiefs.
A couple more super chats. Uh, our guy on the money to uh, have pictures on Andy four years of this. And then he kicked in two more bucks and said another two for a rapid health of Bolton. Appreciate that. Another super chat from Derek Watson. Appreciate you, man. Uh, if we can't, if we can beat the Dolphins, then the AFC is ours to lose. I, I think you're 100. Uh, yeah. You know the Chiefs do have some. They have some tough games coming up in the second half of their schedule. They got to play Philly again. But when we talked about this team at the beginning of the season, Vertoram, you and I both agreed that they could be going. I I had a wacky prognostication very early on when the schedule came out, and I said I think they might be undefeated when they play Philly in the Super Bowl rematch. You're not far off. And I wasn't too far off. Um, you know, if they catch the balls in the first game, they are undefeated. They're probably going to win next week in Denver. It's it's wild, man. Um, they're really good, and they have not played great. It's it's feeling like another one of those seasons. Uh, we'll see how it continues to come together. But you look at the second half of their schedule. You got that game in, in Miami and Germany. That's a big one. Then they get a break. Then you get the Super Bowl rematch, and then. Some of that second half of the schedule where we were like, well, the second half's a little bit tougher. At Vegas, at Green Bay, Buffalo we just talked about, New England, Vegas again, and then they've got Cincinnati, who's you don't know what they're going to be either. And then they play the Chargers. I mean, they could it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could lose two games tops this season. I think if they look to me, the games that like I said earlier are definitely games you're like, all right, that's a game that gets your attention. You got Miami and Germany. You have a bye week. Come out, you play Philly. You get the Bills who are going to be off a bye week going into that game against Kansas City. I don't know if Cincinnati's a tough game or not. I just, I don't know yet. And then the Chargers on the road week 18, it's week 18, so you don't know. That could either mean nothing for both teams. It could mean everything for one of them. I I don't know. The Chiefs have five games. They just flat out plow the team to play. Okay, the Raiders twice, the Pats, the Packers, the Broncos. Those They should, doesn't mean they will, they should beat those teams handily. I mean, those other five games, like, yeah, I mean, three and two feels like fairly respectable. Like, that'd be 14 and three. I'm like, could they do better than that? Yeah, they could. I mean, right now, realistically, would you pick them to lose at home to Buffalo? No, I, I wouldn't. Would you pick them to lose to the Chargers if the game means anything? No. Would you pick them to lose at home to Cincinnati? Based on what you know right now? No. I mean, that leaves the Dolphins and the Eagles. Would I pick them to lose both of those games? No. Maybe split them? So, I mean, now, I always try to factor in. There's probably some stupid game they'll lose because every team loses stupid games. I think they're probably going to go like 14 and three. They go 14 and three, they're probably the one seed, no matter how they do it. And that's why tonight's important, man. You watch this game tonight. Look, Miami loses, it's two losses. And the Chiefs will have a chance, assuming they can handle Denver, to put Miami in a spot where they'd be two back with eight to play and the Chiefs have a breaker. That's probably good night. So the Chiefs are in a very good spot right now. In a very good spot. They deserve to be in the spot they're in. They fought hard after that loss early in the year. They, you know, it feels like a you know a lifetime ago with Kelsey and Jones and all that stuff. Here they are, six and one, and very arguably the best team in the NFL. All right, let's give out some hardware on this game. Let us know in the chat as well who earned your arrowhead for their performance in this game. Verram, who are some guys you're giving arrowheads to for their performance tonight? The tackles. I thought, I thought Juwan Taylor and Donovan Smith. By the way, everybody worried about Donovan Smith coming into this year. The guy's been nails. Those two guys, I, I mean, Mahomes, like, I mean, obviously Mahomes and Kelsey, no, no question. But to me, like the undersung guy, the tackles, and Charles Menahem. I thought he was brilliant in the game. I thought he completely altered the game. He was present from the first drive on. The Chargers had no answer for that. They had five sacks. They could have had eight or nine. The one thing you notice is you're at Spags. They don't even blitz that much. They don't have to. 
They're so damn good up front. And then, I, look, at some point, you would imagine, I would think, Frank Clark's coming back. And so there's just one more guy. But they are rolling up front. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very exciting to see this defense getting stronger with the addition of Charles and Menehu. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm giving, an, I, I'm giving an arrowhead to Mahomes. Just absolutely ridiculous performance by him. The interception, he's taking a shot. It happens. Don't really have a problem with that. He threw four touchdowns. So that's the ratio you're looking for. Kelsey. Was this the was this the most receiving yards he's ever had in a game? I don't know. I don't know that it is. I think he's had two hundred a couple times. So Has I don't he? think so, but I'm not 100 sure. It's got to be up there. Absolutely stunning performance by him. Thirteen, uh, sorry, twelve catches on thirteen targets. I'm going to give one to MVS. He was getting torn up on this very show. He was getting torn up uh, for for not being productive enough. And he showed up tonight and had a couple of nice plays. He had the downfield one. He had that little hitch route he ran where, you know, some people were questioning, has he lost a step? Is You know, it looked all right to me on some of those plays. So maybe he finally gets uh, gets going for the rest of the season. Yeah. I, I, think, I think, look, they're, they're in a great spot. They're in a great spot. And now it's about staying healthy. Hopefully Bolton comes back sooner rather than later here. Tranquil can hold it down. They're in a spot where they're 6-1 and one and they're rolling. And if that offense really – if that offense – gets rolling to any degree the way it has in past years, forget it. Because the defense is lights out. They're the fastest defense in the NFL. As, like That is what I can't wait to watch when they play the Dolphins. The Dolphins are the fastest offense we've seen in a really long time. I'm not saying the Chiefs run like Tyreek Hill on defense because nobody runs like Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs can fly on defense. That is going to be a very, very interesting little part of that whole equation. Yeah, I am really excited for that game. I wish I could go to, to Germany to see it. One quick question for you, Verderam. If this Chiefs team has a, a weakness, it seems like, I'm particularly on the, on the defense, it seems like they're struggling a little bit in the running game and a little bit at defensive tackle. Could you see them as the trade deadline approaches? Everybody was talking about you know trade for a wide receiver. Could you see them making a move to try to just get a run stuffer in there? I don't because speaking to people around the, the the league and around the team, I don't think they want to give up much more in draft capital. Yeah, they've given away a little bit here. But the other thing is, I don't think the D tackles played that poor. I, I think Naughty's played pretty well. Now, I, I would argue like depth wise, it's a little shaky at times. Although they have so many guys who can rotate in and play D tackle, like Amenaho and Dana. I think part of it with them is I don't think they care if they give up some rush yardage because nobody can throw the damn ball. I mean, I if you're the Chiefs, you're like. Uh, listen, I know you can't sit there and say, well, this run didn't happen because it happened. I mean, it, it factors in. It's it's stupid logic, okay? But to indulge for a minute, outside of Joshua Kelly's 49-yard run, which was a, a bad job all the way around, the Chargers had 25 carries for 90 yards in that game. Austin Eckler had 14 carries for 45 yards, did nothing. So, like, to me, it, you know, and, and Herbert – as hard as he started out, he was 17 at 30, 259. Okay, decent, you know, average yards, 8.6, very good. A touchdown, two picks were sacked five times. I mean, if you're the Chiefs, you'll take that. I mean, I, I know overall you gave up a lot of yards, you know, 358, which by today's standards isn't even that bad. But like, if you're the Chiefs, if teams can't throw the ball on you, you're probably winning. I mean, you're unless something wild happens, you probably win the game. Yeah. Uh well, look, uh, it's been a great show, everybody. Thank you so much for your support in the comments. Shout out to all of our members who have had our back for a couple of years now. You guys are the absolute best gifting subscriptions. Again, if you're interested in becoming part of the Arrowhead Attic team, the community that we have here, getting into the private discord, getting into the happy hours, all that stuff, uh, check out the link in the description. Fantastic win 
for the Chiefs. Now we all get to relax, watch a really good Sunday night football game. Hopefully it's not a bust. And uh, oh, just real quick before we go over Ram, the Lions. What the hell happened to them? Not good. Not good. Ooh. Not, not you know, it's hilarious, though. Now they get the Raiders on Monday night. <laughs> so they're going to be keyed yeah, right. up like nobody's business. Raiders can enjoy that. Yeah. But, yeah, they got they got pounded. Baltimore yeah. sent the message. Yeah. Every once in a while, teams have those kinds of games. Hopefully it won't happen to the Chiefs. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We will be back next week, starting on Tuesday, with our regular slate of shows. We will see you then. For uh, Matt Verderam, for Producer Richard, my name is Patrick Allen. Again, we'll see you next time, but as always, go Chiefs. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.